This week's podcast is brought to you by the fine folks over at Friendly TV. If you are a fan of classic television, then this is the streaming service for you. Friendly TV has over 40 channels, including MeTV, that allow you to relive your favorite TV moments and indulge in a marathon of your favorite classics with shows like Leave it to Beaver, Star Trek, A-Team, Andy Griffith, and many, many more. And best of all, the price is right. At the time of this podcast, plans start at just $6.99 a month. I'll put a link in the description section of this episode so that you can try a 7-day free trial of my favorite streaming service around. And now, on with the show. Before we get going with today's podcast, just a bit of explanation regarding what we're hearing here. This is an audio excerpt from a live stream on my YouTube channel that occurred near the end of March this year, 2022, with an online friend of mine, Crazy Joe from the Megapodtastic YouTube channel and podcast. And I had asked him what he wanted to talk about, and he said the Superboy television series. So here we go. Topic of the evening. Superboy TV show ran 1998 to 2002, uh, I think, right? No, 1988. 1988. Oh, right, 1988. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. This is within the – I was thinking – for some reason I was thinking – but yeah, it has to be the '88 because it was proceed or followed by Lois and Clark. Yes, and, and there's a story there. Gerard tells. We'll get to it when we do trivia. But anyway, yes, '88 to '92, and I have a quick promo that we'll play, and then we'll talk more about it, Joe. Okay. College boys into pumping iron. You expected a glass jar? All right, there we go. Promo for the very first season of Superboy that ran from 1988 to 89, and the very first Superboy. So Talk to me a little bit about Superboy, how you uh, ran across it, and were you a huge fan? And and we can talk about the two Superboys, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, I got the I got the the DVDs right here. Uh, yeah, I was there day one when it when it first aired. Uh, I think I first found out about it due to uh, the ad in the TV book. You know, the, you, back back in the eighties, the TV yeah. book was a big deal. Uh, my dad would never spring for TV guide. We always got the one that came with the Philadelphia Inquirer, <laughs> but it was like Sunday you'd tear through that. And in the fall, it was especially exciting. What's the new shows. Yeah. And there was a full page ad for Superboy, And I, and I was a comic book guy. I loved um, superheroes. And I was like, well, I'm watching this. There's no way I'm not. <laughs> so yeah. 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 I was there I in would... front of the TV every week. I think I did not stumble up across that initial uh, ad because I probably came into it a little late. I think I probably started watching it midway through the first season and, and immediately uh, really connect. I, I loved the actress who played Lena Lang. I thought she was phenomenal. Yes. I, uh, I had the, the, the great honor of interviewing her on, on our audio podcast once. And she, uh, she was just awesome. Stacy. Yeah. Hyman. 
And she, uh, she continues to work. I was looking up, checking to see what she's been up to, to see if she's one of these, where are they now kind of stories. And maybe she is for a future video, but she really has never gone anywhere. She continues to work in uh, like all the time in the industry. She's been very busy ever since uh, her, she got her start on Superboy. Yeah. She was on Heroes. She was on True yeah. Blood. Sequest, uh, right? Sequest. Yeah. Oh, funny story about Sequest. Superboy shot in Florida, shot in yeah. Orlando, mm -hmm. uh, shot at the Disney MGM Studios, in fact. And I heard Stacey Hyduk hated living in Florida. I heard this from Gerard Christopher. Gerard Christopher told me this. Yeah. She did not like living in Florida. Hmm. And she was very happy to leave Florida when the show ended. And she went and did Sequest uh, and was on Sequest for one season. And for the second season, they decided to move production to Florida. <laughs> right. Yeah. And oh. she, she left the series. <laughs> right. Well, it did. Sequest ran for two seasons, right? Three. Three? Three. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You you started watching it uh, as did I, uh, and what were your thoughts? Did how did you? Th what were your thoughts about because there was a change uh, in Super Boys from season one to season two? We had John Hames Newton for season one, and then Gerard Christopher took over for the remaining seasons. What were what were your thoughts? Did you have a favorite? Did you like him equally? What what what, what, you, well, what do you think about I, that? I like Gerard Christopher better. I, yeah. Honestly, I think the series just got a lot better in season two. I mean, if we're being honest, season one is not a great show. Doesn't yeah. mean there's no highlights. There, there's some great moments in season one. And, and John Newton, he was fine. You know, nothing wrong with him. But the storytelling, I think, got better. Uh, it just I, something started to gel a little bit more when uh, Gerard Christopher came in. I was watching some, uh, because it's on Tubi, and thanks for pointing that out to me, because for the longest time, as I mentioned earlier, this wasn't available anywhere. You couldn't watch it anywhere. I think Gerard Christopher was selling DVDs, bootleg DVDs off of his website. He was. Uh, so He was selling yeah. them at conventions, too. Uh, they're, they're VHS tapes at conventions. And for that reason, a lot of folks didn't see it for a long, long time, and I didn't. And as I was watching, revisiting this show, a couple things did strike me. One is is that season one was a little rough, particularly I went and watched the first three episodes of the season, which I understand that's not the order they were filmed in. I think see, episode five was actually the pilot original or first episode that was filmed, but the acting's stiff, the storytelling's a little, it's, it's rough. And as they moved into season two and three, I noticed that it seemed like they had some folks from the comic industry like uh, Carrie Bates and Dennis O'Neill uh, like get involved in the program. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Which which is always a good sign if you can actually bring in the comic book people. They seem to understand the material better than anyone else. I remember uh, I met Gerard Christopher at a number of conventions back in the late 90s. He was really hitting the convention scene hard in those days. I haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, I don't think he does cons anymore. Or if he yeah. does, not on the East Coast. But uh, he told me that they couldn't make a single change to a script without calling and getting it cleared with DC Comics. DC was very hands-on. Uh, obviously, anytime you adapt something to television, it's going to change. It's not going to be just like the comics. But this show, for what it was, if you, if you can view it under the prism of what it was, it is one of the most faithful to the comics adaptations uh, 
put through that prism, of course. But yeah. 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 Well, I'll play another little clip here. This is in this isn't uh, a news piece that was done when they made the switch over from John Newton, John Hames Newton, to Gerard Christopher uh, from season one to two. The popular syndicated TV show Superboy is based on the superhero's life as a young adult, going to college and learning to be a newspaper reporter. 23-year-old John Newton played the dual roles of Superboy and Clark Kent during the entire first year of production. But apparently going into the second year of production of Superboy, producers had trouble reaching a contract agreement with John Newton, and so they went searching for a new Superboy. Well, meet the new Superboy, 29-year-old Gerard Christopher. He looks a lot like the old Superboy, doesn't he? At a news conference today at Universal Studios, Florida, executive producer Ilya Salkine said the switch to Gerard could actually help the show. I think Gerard is going to bring basically experience, that's the word, it's not uh, anything else, it's experience, to Clark and to Superboy. Gerard is no stranger to TV, movies, or stage. His credits include a starring role in the movies Dangerously Close and Tomboy, and he says now he is ready to take on the Superboy role. I can't tell you how excited I was when this happened. It was the, it was just one of those things that if you have to imagine what kind of a part you, you would want to kind of happen to you, this is it. As for the switch in Superboys from John Newton to Gerard, well, Gerard says it should really be very little problem. People talk about that a little. I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think people are not going to look so much at the actor that's doing the job. I think they're going to look more at the character. Also new this year, the studios where the show will be shot. Production has moved from Disney Studios to Universal Studios Florida. The sets for the shows are just about complete. Filming will start this Monday. And as you can see, Gerard Christopher is already rehearsing. Gotta go. You know, I'm with you. I really like Gerard Christopher in this role. I think he, uh, it's, it's interesting. I've some, I, I want to share all these little factoids, but I've built it into the trivia. So I'm not going to, I'm going to be careful there on that, but there's it's some pretty cool things about Gerard and he has, you mentioned he hits the Comic-Con circuits and all those nostalgia events and has been really active in it. And, uh, for the longest time was, was maintained a website. And I think he still does, but where he was, uh, selling particular, uh, pieces of memorabilia. I caught an interview that I think he did relatively recently where he was actually considering selling one of his Superman costumes complete with a Gerard Christopher mannequin because uh, he was a model before he was an actor and the, there was a there's a mannequin that is actually modeled after him so he has the mannequin he has the costume he's going to sell it as a a unit and uh, that would be pretty cool to add to the all of nostalgia I don't know if I have the bucks for that but I'd almost rather see him donated to the Superman Museum in Metropolis, Illinois. Well, he's he said that that it's an either or kind of thing. He's toying with the <laughs> idea, right? Because he could make some money, and I guess it depends on how right, right. what his financial situation's like, whether he can afford to be that magnanimous. But he also mentioned potentially just donating it to a, something like that. So uh, when you think about Superboy. Uh, you mentioned that you think it was one of the more faithful adaptations that we saw on television. How would you compare it to what followed it right after Lois and Clark? I was never a Lois and Clark fan. I tried as a Superman fan. I tried real hard, <laughs> but I yeah. just could never gel to that show. Uh, I liked some things about it. Like mm -hmm. I think I played a game with a friend of mine once. They said using only actors who've 
already played the parts. Using only people who've already played the parts, cast your perfect Superman movie. And uh, the the one actor from Lois and Clark that I think is is my favorite of of all the castings is uh, Lane Smith is Perry White. I think he was oh, my yeah, favorite Perry White. But uh, but other than yeah, I never really I I like Superboy better. I, obviously Lois and Clark, but but here's the funny thing: Lois and Clark had a higher budget. Yes. They also cheaped out a lot because like they would try to avoid showing Superman flying. They would do the thing where he would just go. Um, but yeah, Superboy had a much lower budget, but they weren't shy on showing him flying. You know, today's TV viewers are very, very finicky when it comes to special effects. Yeah, I always I say you got to you got to remember the era. You got to remember when it was made. So the special effects on Superboy don't look great by today's standards, but. They were perfectly effective for what they were at that time, I think. I think they were, to your point, you just have to remember the era in which the show was created and, and hold it to the standard of the times. And for the late 80s, it was all right. It was a show that was filmed on video instead of film, so it has that look to it. I thought the special effects, there are moments where you go, oh, to your point, there wasn't nothing that they were afraid of trying to show in Superboy as he... I, I an episode I just watched uh, uh, was the first uh, Mitzel Plitzik. I'm going to say the name wrong. I always say it wrong, but the first episode of that with him in there, and they did a lot of fun things in that with the the character popping in and out of the dimensions and that kind of stuff. I agree with you. I think it was very faithful, way more faithful than Lois and Clark. There's things I liked about Lois and Clark too. Yeah, I'm a big Terry Hatcher fan. I thought she did a, a fine job as Lois. Uh, and I'm a big Bruce Campbell fan, and he, he would show up from time to time. So uh, so uh, there's things there that I enjoyed. But to your point, I think it didn't really want to embrace its comic book heritage as much as, as Superboy was willing to do that. And as such, uh, the TV show was adapted into a comic book that had a well, – I think it ran until the end of the series, roughly around the same time. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Any final thoughts before we move topics for a minute, Joe? Uh, not really. Well, you know, you mentioned uh, the the Mixius Pitalik episode. That that was one of the one of the stronger episodes from season one because you had Michael J. Pollard yes. guest starring as uh, Mixius Pitalik. And I just watched a couple. Well, actually, one of them's really good. One of them's absolutely terrible. But there were two episodes in season two that had one of my absolute favorite stand-up comedians gilbert gottfried nick guest starred as nick knack yes and yeah. the first nick knack episode is so much fun the second one's a clip show <laughs> the second yeah. one not so great but man what, what fun it was watching him and then oddly enough he would go on to be the voice of mixius pedelec in the animated series right so. <laughs> it's all connected it's all connected what did you think of the bizarro episodes i, I i'm a sucker for bizarro so i watched those I I liked them. Uh, it was it was. I think it was the first time we've ever seen Bizarro in live action. Yes. Obviously, they've done it. Um, they tried doing a Bizarro version on Smallville. I don't think that really worked very well. Uh, and he's spoiler alert: Bizarro is the villain this season on Superman and Lois. Uh, <laughs> so so yeah, we've. But that was the first time we'd ever seen a live action Bizarro. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just thought it was fun. And going back to that whole, like, just embracing the comic book and all the fun that comes with 
with comics. You, you know, the world is you, there's no special effects budget in comic books, so you can right. do whatever you want. And and they tried to do that with uh, with uh, Superboy to the extent that they could. All right, that's it, folks. Hey, if you didn't know, this podcast is a compliment to the videos that I make over on YouTube. And I would love to have you swing on by and check out my channel. It's easy to find because my channel is my name, Dave Sundstrom. Also, as long as I'm asking, why not add this little podcast to your subscription queue? I plan on releasing new episodes about three or four times a week. But most importantly, and as always, I want to thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to get a little nostalgic with me. I really appreciate it. I truly do.